Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody and welcome to the Midnight Frightcast episode number 39. Hey, we're getting up there in numbers now, aren't we? Why, we sure are. <laughs> we're almost a magical number 40. Isn't it amazing how we make this conversation sound brand new? Oh no, my it, gosh! It, it doesn't. It's, Josh, it's, you're old. Oh wait, sorry, yeah. I threw in that, my bad. <laughs> it's not magical anymore. Okay. <laughs> Here with me in the basement studio is Joshua. Well, oh, oh, I, I gotta go first this time? Oh, hey, yeah. it's me, Joshua. Hey. <laughs> And we'll still go with beauty before age and Maddie. Bitches, bitches again. Hi. <laughs> and speaking of bitches, Greg. And now, oh. now I'm upset because you're you're playing the age card against me. <laughs> Just because I had a birthday recently, you dick. And you leveled up to what? 35. 35. I Congratulations. 35 years old. That's, I feel like I'm still 25. Yeah. With the mentality of a 15 year old. <laughs> yes. It's amazing M has let you live this long. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't strangled me in my sleep. Exactly. Yet. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, don't get any ideas. We've had a few things happen since the last time we were here. We watched some movies. We uh, watched some trailers. We looked at some dudes. And we did some other stuff. <laughs> we looked at some dudes? <laughs> I was going to say, we did what? Patrick likes looking at did, dudes. This is my favorite. Did it really sound like I said dudes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're looking at the dude calendar. <laughs> well, hey, speaking for myself. Hot dudes holding kitties. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was the calendar that my daughter picked up at Barnes and Noble today. It was hot dudes holding kittens. She's like, can I get this one? I was like, no, just put that one back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's the best cast ever. Yeah. Now, just I mean, imagine what you've got to look forward. to. I can't wait. Now, yeah. isn't that isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. That's so let's great. pick up the Disney calendar. Let's just for a couple more years go with that. <laughs> the hot Disney dudes in calendar. Yes. Oh. Jesus. oh. Let's watch. Uh, do we have to talk about a trailer? Yeah, let's talk about a trailer. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we'll get on nice the subject of that. Um, so yeah, we we were trying to decide which trailer to watch because we had several options, and uh, I think it was Josh who settled on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, I mean, there was three options. I didn't really settle on that. That was a group thing. Let's just throw that out there. Well, every but, time we mentioned something else, you said Sabrina. No, 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 that's not true at all. We had two other trailers. I was like, we let's, we, we do anything we want to. But you'd um, rather do Sabrina. Is what I you mean, saying. the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'm not embarrassed <laughs> to be like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We watched that trailer. Let's just uh, let's chat about it. Right. Who wants to go first? I actually think this looks interesting, and I kind of did we decide if this was netflix original or just it is on? not thank you i feel like stuff on netflix that's exclusively to netflix is really hit or miss for me and i told mm-hmm. you guys before i'm the worst tv show person ever i think the only show i've actually watched all the way through is game of thrones but um this actually looks fun to me i really like the craft and i kind of got those vibes I wish I could get Satan to come to my birthday party. Like, <laughs> that's not fair. We learned, we learned so much about you every week. <laughs> Next time I show up, the door's going to be locked. If they're going to be Satan, drawn. Satan and penis like, candles at her party, yeah. oh. life would be okay. Life would be okay. Yeah, it's very much the craft feel to mm-hmm. it. It's yeah, we talked about that. It's very much. Uh, if you saw that movie in the you know the nineties movie, mm-hmm. um, it has that dark magic mm-hmm. neon eighties kind of feel to it. Uh, so we, it's the same guys that did Riverdale. 
So it's got that same like scheme to it, mm-hmm. um, the same feel. Uh, I didn't watch Riverdale, Riverdale, so I don't really know Highly a recommend. lot about it. But uh, obviously darker than Riverdale was. Right? Oh, yeah, by far. Um, I don't know. Is, is that getting old? Because like Stranger Things kind of brought that back, that 80s nostalgia thing. And now I feel like everybody's like, dude, we got to jump on the 80s train because everybody wants that that feel it, it what it's running into is because everybody apparently can't think for themselves and they're trying to ruin our childhoods yeah they're going back and they're pulling in these uh, this content that was already created and they're trying to do do it differently basically yeah and i i'm trying to try to figure out how i want to comment on this without sounding like a, a complete hypocrite here because i am completely against all these things that are coming out because like I said, they're ruining our childhood. Like I'm waiting legitimately for the breakfast club remake to come out, in which case I'm going to throw myself off of the tallest building that I can find. I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm excited for this. I, I did check out Riverdale and while I don't know much about the, the whole Archie comics and all that uh, universe, Riverdale was a fun watch mm-hmm. and I know you saw it Patrick I don't oh, yeah. know did you catch it no okay the the drama behind it was just like a far cry I mean it was a comic book to start off with and comic books typically aren't drama heavy without comedy and Riverdale was like all drama right which was exciting the original comic books I mean it was all about fun and life in the 50s exactly and stuff like that and so when Riverdale came out they totally took it in a different direction, and it made it completely intriguing for someone like me who mm-hmm. had been able to read the comic books and you know see the cartoons and stuff like that. So watching this and seeing that it was done by the same people that did Riverdale, I I'm bought into it instantly, immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I I've seen episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is what this is based off of. And while it's a sitcom and it's hokey and it's corny. And it stars Melissa Joan Hart, who take her or leave her, I yeah. whatever. This looks like legit. This was mm-hmm. not that. This was absolutely yeah. not that. This was the absolute opposite yeah. of what that was. And I think that's what's exciting about this is they're finally taking the comedic side of horror that they can play on freaking TBS and reruns mm-hmm. and all that bull crap. And you have to ha- actually like watch this with an adult because yeah. that trailer was really like kind of creepy. <laughs> Do you think that maybe they recognized that they had an audience that really enjoyed the original series and then let's do a version for them as they've grown up? A grown up version mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's, I think, the exact same thing they did with Riverdale. The only thing I have a concern about is because of the age of majority of the characters, I'm afraid they're going to make it some social justice warrior bullshit and try to put a bunch of like weird, like social commentary crap in there. Because I feel like they do that a lot Mm -hmm. with movies. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate messages in my movies, especially anything horror themed. I'm like, no. And I didn't see anything like that in the trailer. But as I said, just because of the age, most of them look like they're a little younger than I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not an age group I want to yeah. hang around. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Netflix has given a lot of shows that had a first time run uh, another chance to do it the way they kind of really wanted to do it, but couldn't. You know, Sabrina was like on the TBS or the CW or whatever, whatever channel it landed on. Sitcom. And you couldn't yeah. do that. No. On right. those channels. No. It was no, you all, not. you know, it, everybody have your smile and your happy pink princess kind of thing going. And I think Netflix has given now those shows a chance to land on a, a place that you can do what you really wanted to mm-hmm. do in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Because um, there's no ratings on Netflix anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just right. like you can do and get away with anything. anything. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, Netflix is saving a lot, even movies now, movies that were going to come out in the theaters and then just got dropped last minute. Netflix is coming in and just picking them up, swooping and- those up and saying, come play here. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. So Netflix for, you know, films and really TV shows now is saving a lot of those, yeah. those things. So. So, uh, is it a series you're going to check out? I'm going to absolutely. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll check it. that out. I yeah. think that's, that'll, yeah. that's a binger for me. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'll well, give it my three episode try. Then I do everything. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So that is the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Did it happen to give a date when it was going to start? October 26th. Thank you. Oh. October 26th. Oh, cool. I didn't so see we that. Still yeah, have about it. a month and a half to wait. Suck. All right. So, Greg. Yes, sir. Lead me into the next section. We are going to lead into the next section with the news. That had a Latin spin. That was We're weird. keeping this. We're keeping this music theme. Um, every week I say, please, God, just find something else. Or you could record Greg doing that so he doesn't have to do it live. No, I think it needs to be live. That's, oh, that's my the God. Point. It changes every time. That's it what makes you exciting. Time. You never know what you're going to yeah. get with the news. Some swooshes. Greg's, <laughs> Greg's theme is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> okay, so in celebration of the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead, it will be returning to the big screen for two nights only, October 24th and 25th, and you can check it out to see if it's playing in an area near you. Mm. It's playing in Lincoln at the Lincoln Grand. Nice. Nice. So if you guys want to check that out, like I said, October 24th, 25th, Night of the Living Dead on the, the big screen. original 60s version? Yes. Okay. Did you, version? Remastered. Nice. Did you happen to see if it was playing in Omaha at all? Yes, it is. There's two theaters in Omaha that it's playing. Which ones? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I yes. assume it's Marcus. So. I want to say AMC uh, was, was one AMC. of them, and I don't know about Have the other one. Have fun getting stabbed. Right. <laughs> But if you want to check Sketch, out Sketch City, <laughs> but if you want to check out the event page, it's on fathomevents.com and then just do a search for Night of the Living Dead 50th anniversary. Okay. Because uh, I had a couple different uh, news stories that I was going to bring to the table and I just had to choose one because we're down to that whole just deliver one news story. Um, because we we're all such fans of the first two Creep movies, that's the news I brought. So Mark Duplass is uh, has officially started writing Creep 3. Um, he did put out a tease picture the other day. It was of a child wearing the famous peach fuzz mask. And so that could indicate that we're either getting a prequel and that it could also ju- suggest that his character met his end at the end of Creep 2. Yeah. Um, so I'll be curious to see uh, how he brings a third Creep movie into that uh, franchise because yeah. the first two were kind of... I really dug the first two. The same thing. A lot of the same thing. Right. And so he can't come out with Creep 3 and do the same mm-hmm. thing. I would love to see a prequel to Creep and see kind of where his mind yeah. came from. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I was just curious if the, the little clip that he leaked out was just his daughter running around in the mask that he had. That's possible <laughs> as well. Uh, that is possible as well. But uh, I'm hoping it's not just... That and that he's actually going to do something um, yeah. new with uh, with Creep. So All right. that's my news. I'm looking forward to that one. Maddie, what do you got for us? I read on, I think it was Bloody Disgusting, the CEO of AMC announced that he wants to do 10 plus more years of The Walking Dead. Ugh. He wants to 
ride that bitch to eternity apparently and i don't even like the walking dead so when i saw that i was like jesus christ he's, he's milking that cash cow yeah. for all yeah, it's that, worth yeah no, that I cow's think, titty's gonna fall off <laughs> <laughs> i think that show's gonna tank once uh andrew lincoln's gone yeah they mentioned that they were like um yeah no he thinks that even though the ratings aren't great that mm-hmm. they're still high enough that he thinks he can just <laughs> now didn't what's this uh, norman reed has norman got reed has a got huge a, I think contract it was like 20 million dollars it, it was big but i don't think walking dead's gonna go past season 10 i think they'll give it a nice even number and yeah. let it go i don't yeah. think nobody's gonna do that show for 10 more years none of the originals are gonna do that yeah, show for no. 10 more years there's don't no you way think they would have figured out how to kill all the zombies by that point you know if you'd hope you know 10 years into it come on yeah yeah, no, that that's my news, and I rolled my eyes pretty hard when I read it, but... I actually yeah. restarted watching season one of The Walking Dead the other day, um, because I remember that first season that came out, it was six episodes, mm-hmm. and it was six, like, legit, tight episodes, episodes. Mm-hmm. where you followed, really, just Rick in his, like, original right. journey, yeah. right? and... Like I binge watched the shit out of those first six episodes and you watch that and you watch where the walking dead is now. It does not have even shot wise. Like it's brighter Mm -hmm. like this, like now in season nine, it's brighter. And if you watch that first season, it's got like a very, very gray. First season was not shot in HD. Uh, Okay. Well, whatever it was, I liked that gray, dark feel to it in season one. And now it's everything's so bright and, we're all community mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck they're doing with it. I haven't watched it since season five. So, oh, what yeah. season are they up to I, now? Nine. Nine. Shit. I love it. I'm looking forward to it for 10 years. Starting in <laughs> October. No, I'll see what they do with this season. Mm-hmm. See how they kill off Rick's character. I'll and, be curious uh, to see how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, they've already announced it. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, I that's don't not care. Andrew Lincoln announced I haven't it watched since season yeah. one, man. <laughs> yeah. He said he's not returning. So, I can only assume they're <laughs> Because he wants to have a more diverse career. The only thing I remember him in was uh, Love Actually. Yeah. It's the only other thing I remember him in. So. But now that he's played Rick for nine years, it's gonna be so tough. he's going to get work. You think? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It could be one of those things where you play an iconic character for so long that people have trouble seeing you as anything else. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the Steve Carell card. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Argument. All right. Yeah. So that's the Walking Dead news. Greg, what do you have for us? I came across an article here on... I'm, I'm going to jump away from the Cosmopolitan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I'm going to jump over to horror, horror Freak News. A little more legit. Came across this article regarding the new Halloween that's supposed to come out, where I found a little bit of a featurette. I don't know if you guys have seen this at all. Featurette? No? No? No. We should probably post this on our Facebook and our webpage, because sure. I haven't watched this yet, but I think it'd be kind of cool to check out. Oh, yeah. They don't give a lot of information except for the uh, headline of the article says Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween 2018 is just brutal. Yeah. Which excites me. And then there's a featurette to follow. So definitely check that out. His screenings have gotten nothing but really positive feedback. That's awesome. Didn't they have original screenings that they had to go back and change a couple things, though? Um, I don't know. I don't know what they would I have thought there was an ending put in or taken out. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But I know they've had two festival screenings now, and they've both just gotten really high praise. Yeah. So nice. I'm really excited for all I am too. So, and they just dropped a new trailer. They dropped a second trailer, and I think they dropped a third 
trailer as well. So if you have not seen anything beyond the first one, you should check those other two out because right. they are good shit. I believe that's it for the news then. Yeah. You're going to join us one of these times, Josh. I'm not joining in. Oh, you know you're going to. We're going to break out into a musical dance number. No, I'm good. For the news. I'm good. Yeah. Now, we're all busy people. And I'm sure our listeners are busy people. We're busy? We're busy people? Disney people. Disney business? Disney people. I have trouble talking today. That's rough. And I'm sure that our listeners are all busy people as well. But hey, I'm sure we've all fit in some time to watch something. So, Greg. What have you been watching? Well, I would definitely fall into that Disney type person. (laughs) (laughs) I actually started a uh, new job last Monday, so my time has been extremely limited since I've been focusing on that. God damn it. I can't say Disney anymore now. Yeah. You can't can't make fun of me now. That's what I was thinking. Last, yesterday, actually, I was able to meet up with my old roommate and best friend, and we went and caught a movie at the theaters called The Predator. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Don't go see it. Oh, really? Mm. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going. (laughs) Um, It's it's entertaining. They do some weird things with it that I was just like, Hmm. no. It's... Is it The Predator, though? Like, it's The Predator. Like, you got that... I mean, The Predator is obviously in it. Right. It's, It's got... Some is it PG thirteen? No, it's R. It's okay, R. it is very R. If that's is a PG thirteen movie, we we just crossed some weird boundaries. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so is it one you're going to review on? Uh, yes, I will. I will get it. Uh, that was part of my Greg way. Was I am uh, I'm two weeks behind on posting on GregTheMovieGuy.com, and I apologize for that. But uh, with job changes and it's been a little difficult for me to do that. And then I've got classes that started up, and I haven't seen my wife in a couple of days. So yeah, that's okay. The rest of us have. Jesus. Hey, let's talk about the Predator really quick. Greg, over here. I is here, buddy. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger had a part. Shane Black wrote a part in there for him. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to, I don't give a fuck, spoilers if you don't want to hear it, but he was supposed to come back and save the day at the end. That was his big part was he was going to come back and save all these new characters at the end of the Predator. Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how that movie ends. And he saw... His little bit part was like, fuck you. I'm not put a put me in the movie mm-hmm. or don't put me in the movie. I want a bigger part. Yeah. Right. And he was like, Shane Black was just like, I I mean, you were in the first Predator. Let these guys have their time. But you can come in at the end and you can blow a bunch of shit up and then say a really cool one liner. And then I'll give you a check. And you, all you got to do is go away. And he was not down with it. So they had to rewrite the entire ending okay. of that movie. Actually, there was a part in there at the the very end of the movie where we thought, you think he is going to make a comeback? Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I don't know. It's I, I have the, the most trouble with the Predator series because they call it an action movie. The first movie is not an action movie. It's built on action, but it's a straight horror film. Eh. Sci-fi. Sci-fi horror. Mm, sci-fi. Sci-fi, sci-fi horror. horror. I don't yeah. know. I Sci-fi action. I, I It crushes genres. I feel it's more horror than it is any of that but gotcha. this is just it's it's all action with like little drops of horror type things here and there so gotcha. it's entertaining catch it on a five dollar friday tuesday excuse me five dollar yeah. tuesday but i wouldn't bank on going and seeing it gotcha cool right. that's too bad yeah yeah but i mean not all their sequels were all that great either. no no so. actually i alien brody's predator movie i kind of dug 
shoot shit at me for that. But they, they right. said that that's probably one of the most legit sequels that they've yeah. done with the Predator since I think Predator Two, and yeah. I, even Predator Two was kind of a far cry from the first one. Yeah. So take it for what you will. Okay. Cool. Josh, what have you been watching? Yeah, I mean, I'll go into it really quick, but because you're not really touching on it, and because you are possibly thinking about doing a full-out cast on it, I went and saw The Nun last Saturday. I'm not going to touch on it a bunch, because if anybody else wants to see it, as you should, and we were going to do a cast on it, then uh, I'll do a couple of things. But I thought uh, Tessa Farmiga was fantastic. Um, I thought she did a really great job. I thought it was super atmospheric, and, like, had a... I mean, like, that was... That, that tone to it was really great. The opening sequence to that movie, I thought, was, like, going to set a really great kind of jump scare tone to it, and it didn't. There were some jump scares uh, spattered here and there, which is fine, because I'm not a huge jump scare fan anyway. The one jump scare that was in it that actually did get me was in the fucking trailer, and I was so pissed off after it happened. I was like, because <laughs> I, I, I knew it was coming, so that kind of irritated me. There's some CGI in this movie that's really awful. It's really, really bad. They needed to go take another look at that because <laughs> there was some fixing to do. I did think it came back. Uh, it brought back the Conjuring series very nicely. This is set way before the Conjuring came out. 21 years. Yeah. It was too long. It was a 96-minute movie, I think. They probably could have cut 15, 10, 15 minutes out of that movie. Really? And tightened it up. Yeah, sure. it was it was too long. There was mm-hmm. a point in that movie that I felt like I was sitting there for two hours because I was waiting for something to happen. <laughs> so they could have tightened that up a little bit. It wasn't the best in the series. It wasn't the worst. I would put it uh, right above Annabelle as the fourth best in the series out of five. So that's the done in a nutshell. That's it. Okay. Maddie, what have you been watching? I wish I had some sort of excuse that I was busy, but I'm between semesters and I was a lazy piece of shit for the last like two weeks. Um, I did kind of start rewatching 1922 on Netflix, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, Stephen King's story about a guy who slits his wife's throat to avoid moving to Omaha, which I sympathize (laughs) with. (laughs) Omaha's not that bad. Eh, okay. Um, <laughs> as I said, I've seen it before. Um, the book is one of my favorites from Stephen King. So, and it was like a word by word adaptation of it. Um, other than that, I've been watching Aqua Teen and letting my brain rot. So, have you read a lot of Stephen King? I like a lot of his stuff, and I have read quite a bit of it. But yeah, would you say 1922 is the closest adaptation of his books? Yeah, it's word for word. Is it word? Okay. Like they, okay. I've read that book way more than I probably <laughs> yeah. should. Gotcha. And um, they say lines out of it. Gotcha. Yeah. I love 1922. Which is usually difficult because Stephen King isn't known for writing dialogue. Good yeah. dialogue mm-hmm. because he's able to put so much exposition about what the characters actually say in the books. Mm-hmm. And so when people try to do a word for word to screen, then it ends up not translating very yeah. well. But yeah, as I said, I haven't been doing much. <laughs> so all right. back to you, Patrick. So, all right. Well, I'm going to make mine brief. Uh, did I, Greg go? Yeah. Oh, predator, right? sorry. Predator. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. So, I, yeah, you did do Predator. I'm so sorry. Head dude. in the game, Josh. Come on. Yeah, yeah, my head's in my ass right now. <laughs> I'm tired. So on True TV, check out Misfits and Monsters. I've been pimping it to these guys. It's a, it's a series, half-hour series. And it's just fun and humorous, and yet he throws in the supernatural and all sorts of stuff. So if you have a chance to see it, check it out. It's uh, also very satirical, which I also 
enjoy quite a bit. So, yeah, that's Bobcat Goldthwaites, Misfits and Monsters on True TV. All right. Cool. That's what we've been watching. Now, we're moving on to the topic section of our show. Ooh, yeah. And this is something we opened up to the audience in our last podcast mm-hmm. uh, to ask them if they wanted to submit any questions that they wanted us to answer. And we had a smattering of replies. So we came up with some questions of our own and then randomly assigned them for us to answer. And uh, so we're just going to kind of go around the table and each take a question with our answer. If you, as listeners, have any questions, feel free to jump onto our Facebook group and submit your questions there. If you want to throw in your own answers to these questions, do that as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. We will read them on, yeah. on air. Okay. All right. Well, I have question number one. Okay. Well, so that seems like a good start. place to start. In a teaser or trailer for a horror film, what elements entice you the most to go and see it? That's a good question. That is a mm-hmm. fantastic question. Great, uh, great opener. Intrigue is what draws me in. I don't know what that looks like in a specific form, but you know, something like the, the Sabrina trailer or um, what was the one we watched the other last week? I think with uh, the, 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 the toy box. Yeah. The toy box. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of intrigue in there and it's, it's more story driven than really anything. And I think that's what draws me into, to go and see a movie more than anything. So was that under a minute? That's under a minute. Sweet. Oh, perfect. Are we able to like jump in or are we trying to, we're trying, oh, we're trying to make it quick. Yeah, so we're tra- we're I'll trying shut to make my fucking sweet. mouth. Yeah, I mean, but, just, just shut up. Mouth. but if you really want to energy. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's like go. if you want to number say, two, you just want to say Greg, number two, idiot. <laughs> here we go. Who's got number two? I kind of just wrote these down, so if I don't say them exactly right, my apologies. One of the questions I was asked was, if you had to change the gender of a horror movie villain, um, which one would it be? And I actually didn't have a specific person in mind, but I wanted wanted a female version of one of the major slasher players from the 80s, because there's not... There's not a female villain in any of those, but I was kind of thinking, well, part of Freddy's, you know, charm is he's kind of rapey. And then then Jason is this big guy, so you couldn't have like a big, maybe you could. But um, one of the 80s slashers, I think it would be kind of cool if it was played by a woman. I think maybe Michael Myers character could have been played by a Michelle Michelle Myers. Myers. (laughs) Like, there's nothing about him that screams that he needs to be right. a guy. So, yeah, Michael well, you, what, Myers. Well, I, I, I am going to interject because one could argue that the first Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people assumed it was a guy all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think I meant like present right. a woman through, as a woman throughout yeah. the. Of course, the bitch gets the gender <laughs> question. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we preach equality here we yeah do. <laughs> so yeah uh, the, uh, the first question I got was if you could be in your favorite horror franchise which one would it be and in what capacity so I pussied out <laughs> I will say that right out of the gate and I chose a movie and a franchise that I do love but I was like what is the franchise that I could survive the easiest mm-hmm. like what's the franchise I could jump into and not fucking die so I went with the Evil Dead because, <laughs> I, like I said, I was trying to think of a way to be the easiest to survive, and also would be a, like a lot of fun to be mm-hmm, in the right. uh, in that world. And who doesn't want to fight side by side with Ash? So that was uh, that was my pick. Under a minute, go. That's All right, a good pick. 
what singular horror movie do you feel should have received a prequel, sequel, or a franchise? The movie that I would love to see have a prequel or a sequel is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie oh, yeah. Berman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. They were in talks to get a... Well, it's hard to say if it was a prequel or a sequel because the title was supposed to be Before the Mask, mm-hmm. and but the second part implied that it was afterwards. Yeah, so they, it was they just, kickstarted that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, they, they teased it out several times, but it just hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. for me, that is one that I would love to see have either a prequel or a sequel. I think Last Shift would be a good one. Kind of get a, pre- can, yeah. get a prequel to all the, oh, all with the shit the, that with goes the, down. Well, with the, with the with, cult leader. But, well, uh, yeah, but the, the or the dad. The dad. That yeah. would be yeah. I think you could do. They could work on multiple. Yeah, because yeah. the director mm-hmm. had talked about possibly doing a prequel with the dad. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, next one here is what horror movie that your friends love do you absolutely despise? I can't answer this one completely legitimately because I haven't seen it. However, it's The Exorcist. And I know that it's a it's a horror icon and a horror classic, but I don't do exorcism movies. That's just I, I'll watch about anything gross, disgusting, all that exorcism movies. I do not touch. And that's just me. So I was like somebody I was like, whoever gets this question is going to say Tusk. I swore I was going to be Tusk. <laughs> no, but thank I, you for not. I, I shit on you for liking Tusk. Tusk is not a terrible movie. Damn right. It's not. It's not a great movie, but it's not a terrible Shut movie. Shut the Yoga fuck Hosers fuck. is way better. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> nice. Moose Knuckles is going to be fantastic. Oh, Moose my Knuckles. God. Jaws. Shit. Jesus. <laughs> Maddie, what question did you get? <laughs> uh, where did you get that title? <laughs> it's called Moose Jaws. I, okay. All right. Just... Go. The question I got was what non horror movie do you think could be made into a horror movie if you just changed a few things about it? And as much as I would love to have a horror Star Wars movie, I said, <laughs> sorry, it's like my two favorite things coming together. But I think um, Eye for an Eye with uh, Sally Fields mm-hmm. and Kiefer oh, Sutherland yeah. could okay. be made into a horror movie. I mean, it's deals with a bunch of really horrific themes and it's a revenge movie but i think if you like really changed a couple things it could easily be made into a horror movie and i think it'd be it's a great movie so i think it could make a great horror movie i like watching those fake trailers online where they take comedies and make them into horror movies Mm -hmm. for the trailers and they had one big that it, that it made Tom Hanks look like a child molester. Oh, it was pretty yeah. funny. I was going to say, so they did that with uh, Mary Poppins, and they actually did a great job with it, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's kind of creepy anyway. Yeah. Here, children, come to my acid layer. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I said eye for an eye. Uh, yeah, so the next question I got, which uh, was, which horror movie from your childhood has stuck with you the most? Um, I've told this story a hundred times on the Midnight Broadcast, um, so here it is again. When I was six, I saw Pet Cemetery. Um, Zelda scared the absolute shit out of me. She haunted my nightmares. She gave me nightmares forever. I saw her in the daylight. It was just, I was, yeah. I, I couldn't deal. So uh, Pet Cemetery was the one that started it all for me. It for me. We know. I know. I'm just saying. I wanted a quick interject. It was yep. a quick question. Yeah. It. It. What serial killers interest you? The one that I always go back to, even though I grew up around like the Charles Manson era and stuff like that, Chicago's H.H. H. Holmes has always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the depth of what he did and 
how much work he put into it and everything else. I mean, the, the guy was just knocking futz. <laughs> and you can say it. Fucking nuts. There you go. I know a lot of movies are based on his character, but I still think there's a lot of ways to explore that still. I'd almost like to see a, a better rendition of Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. I know they did the Johnny Depp version from Hell, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they really capitalized on no. what that could have been. I w- I'd like to see a Jack the Ripper version. And they actually made a connection between H.H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper that he, I've heard that that. he was gone for a while I've heard in, that. in London that they thought maybe he could have done it because it was right around the same time. Sure. Which serial killer, killer has gotten the most film adaptations? Ed Gein? I would probably Ed say Gein? Ed Gein, probably. Gotcha. I didn't know the answer to that question. I just threw it out I there. I just sure. always had a butt ton of movies. Which is funny, because doesn't he have like one of the lowest kill counts? He only killed like two people. They don't know, because he, ad- he admitted to something <laughs> later, and they dug up a bunch of graves and found oh, more okay. stuff. And they couldn't really tell, because he, he was a grave robber yeah. as well. Mm. So they didn't really know what was truth or, or fiction with him. Cool. All right. Has your favorite subgenre changed as you have grown older? Uh, Absolutely, it has. My favorite subgenre for the horror films are slasher films. Absolutely love slasher films. And I think they have to change in order to stay relevant. We've seen that because they they came out in the 1980s in full force. You know, you've got Halloween and Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. You know, there's handfuls and handfuls of genres of, or not genres of, movies in the slasher film. And it's it's a very easy genre for it to get old with and i think you got to see a really cool revitalization of the slasher genre with scream when wes craven did that yeah and you got to see that evolution of it and keeping it relevant within the current times otherwise it's not going to be relevant anymore and so absolutely yes the slasher genre has changed i wrote what horror movie has screwed you up i think it was said a little more elegantly when it was sorry I actually haven't had a movie that's really bothered me, I guess. One movie that did kind of ruined a lot of stuff for me was August Underground, which is sitting on the table right here. And the only thing it really did was I love gory movies, obviously. And that one is so damn gory that it's everything else that I watch. That's why I give everything a three or a four, because you've seen the worst. What what else are you going to do? So... As I said, it hasn't messed me up, but it's messed up a lot of movies for me, I guess. <laughs> Have fun watching it, Josh. I can't wait. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, yeah, my next question I got was, in an all-out group melee, which iconic horror villain would come out on top? I know who I said, but I gotta look at my notes anyway. So I went with Jason Voorhees. And the reason I went with Jason Voorhees is because he's been killed and come back 11 times. So, I feel like there's no killing this motherfucker, like mm-hmm. anybody, like throw him against anybody and he's going to come back. So, he's made the most returns out of all the other characters or okay. iconic villains. Um, more Halloween movies, more than uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, more than any of those movies. Uh, Friday the 13th has dominated at, I think, maybe 12 even. So... He comes out on top just because he's made the most movies. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What is your favorite horror television show? I would have to say currently Castle Rock. But since that just finished its season, we've got American Horror Story coming up Mm -hmm. and also Walking Dead. Pretty short, pretty simple. Yeah. I have trouble counting American Horror Story because I feel like it's been more missed than hit. So I said, it, 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 we'll see what this is like. And there's there's not a lot of horror TV series out there. So you 
Pickens are kind of slim. The best yeah. one they just took off TV and canceled. It was on FX. It was The Exorcist. It was oh yeah, that fantastic. was really good. Really, that one. Was yeah, really it was good. really really good. I am excited to finish Castle Rock myself. All right, I'm excited to uh, to ask this one because I know Josh and I have gone head to head with this Ooh, question yay. here. What elements need to be in a movie for you to consider it horror? Go, friends. <laughs> it's your <laughs> question. question. I know it is. I'm, I'm buying time so I can think of my answer. <clears throat> I feel like the more gore and the more crazy creatures or crazy scenarios help make a movie a horror movie, the blood factor is going to be probably the biggest part of it and the kill factor is going to be the biggest part of it because you take a look at movies like A Quiet Place, The Shape of Water, Mm -hmm. there are horror elements to it but I have a hard time classifying them as horror movies because the main story is not horror driven. I feel like they're more drama with horror elements to it. You could call quiet place a creature feature. It's a creature you very well could. You could also call uh, shape of water, a creature Same feature thing, as well, yeah. which is uh, a hardcore <clears throat> horror type sub uh, genre. Excuse me. It's, it's still, it's, it's story driven for me on whether it goes to the the fantasy romance where Shape of Water goes, the family drama like Quiet Place goes. So it's it's that that blood splatter, the kill count. I think that's what really drives the horror movie for me. Yeah, I mean for me it was uh, lately it's been very much the dark atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, show me all the blood and the guts and the gore and the world that you want to as I sit here and hold this movie. Um, but nothing will ever scare me more than what's in my own head. Exactly. And exactly that's right. what atmosphere does for me. So, uh, and you have movies like The Witch, which I hated that movie, but that movie is a lot of fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of movies lately have been, like The Nun was beautifully shot. There's no real blood and gore in that movie. It's all atmosphere, it's, it gives you that, like, what's coming feel, and nothing scarier to me than, than that. Then I, I agree with you. So to kind of uh, segue off of that, do you feel like horror movies now are being made with more of that atmosphere in mind to where they're shooting them better? Because if you go back to look at even, like, the 1980s style horror, even 1970s, they were gritty, they were raw, they were rough and... I think that's what helped build that atmosphere was you didn't know what was coming. The music cued and all of a sudden there was Michael Myers standing there with the butcher's knife. Well, go back to So I'm holding the entity in my hand right Mm -hmm. now. You want to talk about atmosphere? They don't show you a fucking thing in this movie. It's scary as shit Mm -hmm. in my head because they don't show you anything in that movie. Well, it's 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 kind of the same thing for like the majority of uh, Last Shift where it is all atmosphere. You get little clips here and there and little blips of the horrific scenes. But it is a lot of atmosphere, and I would agree with you there. But you know, for movies like yeah, sorry, because, oh, we're cutting off. All yeah, right, sorry, because I, because I joined in, I will skip my last question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Continue. Gonna, I, sorry, I, I wanted to have that back and forth yeah, with you because sorry. I know we've gone yeah. back and forth with it okay. before. So go. Um, the next one I got was what horror movie are you embarrassed to say that you like? I will fully admit that I have shit taste in movies. <laughs> I am not really embarrassed by it. But the one thing I am always embarrassed to admit is any movie that has vampires in it. And there's a bunch of vampire horror movies that I love. Like, I loved the first Underworld. I loved The Lost Boys. But I feel like that fucking Twilight bullshit mm. has ruined it. Like, stupid 
stupid idea in their head when you say a vampire movie anymore. They don't think of like Dracula and even mm-hmm. any of the characters in Underworld that are really, you know, they're killers. Mm-hmm. And so they're you, fierce. They're not. Yeah, they're pussies. fierce. Yeah, they're not like, you know, some glitter stage dancer dude. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm just digging this hole. I'm yeah, going to get really My apologize. Keep going, Josh. That's cool. Um, uh, who was your ultimate scream queen final girl? I think everybody would have said Jamie Lee Curtis. I went with Daniel Harris. Ooh. Daniel Harris has been kind of a final scream queen girl ever since she did Halloween four and five, all the way through uh, her stint in Hatchet and kind of all the stuff that she's done in between. I love Daniel Harris. I like to watch her in a lot of stuff. She's made some shit movies, but I'll still go and uh, check out her stuff because. She's just a really great final girl. Not Anna from Martyrs. Come on, man. No, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna stick with Daniel. <laughs> That's it. All right. What horror movie did you think you would like but ended up hating? And for me, this was a tie between The Others and The Babadook. Ooh. Okay. That's my answer. The Babadook is awful. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, I didn't mind it. It had some good moments. Yeah. It was that kid in there. Like I don't. Oh, know. he was annoying as shit. Oh my god. Like I. Ugh, I swear my ovaries like crawled away and like killed themselves after watching that movie. <laughs> okay, I think this is the last round. Last round. What is your favorite on-screen kill? I've actually got two here, and I think we've already done a, a variation of this. Um, I guess we did do best on-screen kills for us, so mm-hmm. tie for two of them. The first one here is kind of a guilty pleasure, was uh, House of Wax, when Paris Hilton took the pole <laughs> through the eye. Beautiful. Just... Made my day completely. Uh, the second one was from Wrong Turn. As opposed to the other movie that she took the pole? The other movie was from Wrong Turn. <laughs> oh, Christ. I was the uh, the actress, I don't recall her name, but in the, the tree when she took the axe in the uh, the mouth. The first Wrong Turn? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I've ever seen. But uh, took the axe in the, uh, in the mouth, and you get to watch the bottom half of her body fall from the top of the tree to the ground. Nice. And that was beautiful. That's Sorry, awesome. Mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. My last question was who is a bigger threat to society, Dr. Frankenstein or his monster? I think Dr. Frankenstein. I, we just watched Frankenstein's army. I mm-hmm. mean, could have made a thousand more of those fuckers and just had everybody running after him. So I don't think one monster could really do anything, but the genius behind it, I think, could. Agree. Yeah, really Agree. messed stuff up. That's my last one. Yeah. I don't know what asshole asked this question (laughs) or what asshole decided to give me this question. Okay. This one wasn't so random. My answer might be wrong, but the question is what is whispered at the end of Martyrs? And as far (laughs) as I know, you don't know. She whispers it into the Mademoiselle's. I can't say that fucking word. Mademoiselle. Yeah. Her ear. And she blows her brains out before she uh, addresses the crowd about what she says. Mm-hmm. So it's a trick question as far as I know. Uh, is that correct, Maddie? I know when you had first talked about it, you said that she had said something so awful that's that's why she killed herself. I thought it was because that Anna said that the afterlife was freaking amazing. Like, if someone said, oh, God, there's something really terrible waiting for you on the other side of life, would you go kill yourself? No, you'd be snorting vitamins like nobody's business. Okay. And like trying to live as long as you could i don't think i if someone said yeah the afterlife is terrifying i think i'd be like (laughs) i don't think i'd go like shoot my head off conversely what if she said 
there is no afterlife. Yeah. And then it's like, well, screw it. What's the point of living then? Okay. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, I don't think it was anything terrible. I think it was either what's the point or mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, you get Magic Mike every night up here. <sighs> that is my afterlife. <laughs> Magic Mike. I figured. Magic Patrick Mike. checking out dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, again, I didn't know the answer to that question. That's the way I interpreted mm-hmm. the question. Um, so that was my final question. Excellent. What book would you love to see turned into a horror film? I absolutely love the book, and I think both miniseries that were created out of it didn't quite do it justice. Stephen King's Salem's Lot. That's my answer in a nutshell. Stephen King, I feel like, dominates this podcast more Sometimes. than like anything. Well, I we mean, talk if you about... look at any one person that has <clears throat> had that many movies made of their books. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So that wraps up our section of 20 questions, the horror version. So we're moving on to our main review. Yeah. We watched a movie called, well, you and I have seen this before. Yeah, we've talked about it before. And I don't, Maddie, had you seen it before? No, this so is this the was, first time so I So this was new it. for both you and Greg, mm-hmm. right? So we talked about it before and then it ended up landing on Netflix. So we decided to go ahead and review this one. And yep. this is the 2017 movie Terrifier, which is based on a character that was in an earlier movie, All Hallows Eve, Eve, Art the Clown, is the character. And I actually went and watched All Hallows Eve. Did you go watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So this is is Terrifier from 2017, streaming on Netflix, running about an hour and 22 minutes. Based on a character from the cult anthology All Hallows Eve, this gory 80s slasher throwback takes place on Halloween night as the demented Art the Clown sets his sights on terrorizing two girls and anyone else that gets in his way. On IMDb, it gets a 5.8 rating. On Rotten Tomatoes Critics, a 67%. On Rotten Tomatoes Audience, a 65%. And there is currently no Metascore. All right. I will have to say, I'm going to start it off. Okay. That uh, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't much care for it, if you remember correctly when we discussed it. But this time through, and this was... Actually, based on something, Maddie, you said in our last podcast is is you said, you know, obviously I didn't take this movie as seriously as the rest of you guys did. So that's how I went into the movie rewatching it this time by not taking it as seriously as what I have been up to this point. And I actually really enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I surprised myself by that. I remember your big issue with uh, the movie last time we talked about was Art the Clown broke the the, and, the and rule with the gun still an issue and, with me okay but here so uh, rewatching it today I was like Art the Clown unlike others kind of like slasher iconic killers mm-hmm. is not supernatural he's a, he's a human he's a real human so a real human being in that situation where he's just getting smashed upon and he can like die he pulled out an easy kind of he one upped yeah I mean he kind of pulled out like it's like, if I get my ass kicked and I got a, a, a gun on me, mm-hmm. the easy thing to do is just to pull that gun out mm-hmm. and fire. But, but if he's not immortal, um, how does he come back to life during the credits? I'm, I didn't, see, I didn't get to the end of it today because okay. I started it really late. Yeah, so he, I don't remember how he... He comes back. They, they take his body into the into the morgue. But yeah, he does come back to life. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that part. Because, because the, the electricity happens, the light the lights go all haywire and everything else, and then lights come back on, radio kicks back on. Then he sits up and grabs. Yeah, that's true. Shit, I forgot about that part. Guess I should have watched to the end. There you go. Damn it. Wah, wah. That's all right. I re- <laughs> what I really wanted to hear was Maddie and Greg's 
impression on this or thoughts about this movie because yeah. they have not seen it. Right. And you and I have kind we, of We can do counterpoint. It. So, Maddie. Um, I thought this movie was the tits. I was really excited about it when I first started watching it. I think I even said in our chat, I was like, holy shit, this is great. I think I said that when that chick's lady part got cut in half. Yeah, that lady was She getting, was cleaved in twain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you don't want to get cleaved at. Cleaved in twat? Uh. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I went there. Sorry, Mike. I I was trying really hard not to say the C word, so that's fine. There went our PG rating. Sorry, guys. Um. Wait, wait, wait. We were maintaining a PG rating? (laughs) No, I thought that if I could take kind of like a not an atmosphere but a tone of a movie and say this is my favorite kind of movie, I think this movie would Mm. be it. Because I thought it was fun. Um, I've actually never understood the whole fear of clowns thing, but this clown was actually kind of creepy. I know. He was like... <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> I, I thought that this guy was creepy. He was a little rapey. Like, it just... There was something about him, because I think you're right, because he wasn't super... Well, he obviously... I guess he came he was, back, yeah. But he was more realistic, I guess, in his portrayal. He was just a creepy guy and Mm -hmm. i think he did that really well and i i don't know i thought this movie was a lot of fun it had some kills that i hadn't seen before and i'm gonna spoil it when he came up with that other chicks like knockers on him i was like what (laughs) once again i don't really take horror movies super seriously so when i watched it i was just like oh this is fun this is fun Mm -hmm. this is cool i don't know i loved it you had mentioned that he seemed a little bit more human than others and i think what helped is he had so much more screen time mm-hmm. than other villains in yeah. these types of movies yeah he did have a lot i was He's gonna done. say the only thing i would have changed about this movie is i did think it drug a little but i can't really pinpoint where i thought it drug i just thought by the end of the movie i was like oh my god i want to get up you know what i mean i they could have i think taken just little bits and mm-hmm. chunks of it and kind of like condensed it a little bit and kind of I don't know. Just made it a little shorter. I'm aware that it was probably only an hour and a half, but I yeah. think it could. Hour 22. Hour 20, oh, yeah. crap. Um, yeah. So I think it would have been fine at like an hour. Yeah. But he, he was a character also that said a ton without saying a word in that movie with all his facial expressions that he gave mm-hmm. his that smile yeah. that he does. And that wave was just that was, like I said, yeah. saying a lot without saying nothing. A little trivia on that is that the actor who portrayed him this time, because it wasn't the same one who did it in All Hallows Eve, actually had mime training. And I, oh, think, nice. that, I think that really came into play with this guy. Yeah, nice. Oh, can I go next, please? <laughs> yeah, talk about that clown. Terrifier. When mimes attack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a rough time with this movie. I'm glad that you're saying go into this. I'm hearing this now. I wish I would have known that going into the movie. But hearing you say that go into this not taking it seriously, that helps mm-hmm. a lot because I was a little irritated through the majority of this film because it's a body count film. There's no story. It's basically just a means to graphically annihilate people. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, that works. I, I appreciate a little bit more of a story, and I think that's why I had the most trouble with it. However... I did notice that my liking and disliking of this went up and down. So it was kind of a roller coaster movie for me. There were some great scenes in here. For starters, I'll go with my my top number one. This movie was awesome point. Art the Clown is a creepy motherfucker. Like there are clowns and then there's Art the Clown. Good God. Good God. He was creepy. Mm -hmm. Best thing that the movie had going for it was that character right there. 
All the other characters, god awful. Absolutely god awful. Could not act. Just didn't care about any of them except for maybe the first two. I couldn't, I don't remember their names. I think it was like D and Terra or something like that. Whatever they were, they're dead now. Um, <laughs> they're, dead now. <laughs> they're dead now. I just, I didn't care about any of them. The kills in this were exciting, at least the more graphically charged ones. The, I, one of my favorites was the pizza guy's head as a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> was fantastic. Absolutely loved that. The splitting, we'll call it. Just say the wishbone yeah. scene with the the hacksaw. Yeah, the was split. <laughs> there you go. Was uh, creative, very creative. Not sure where they were going with that one until it happened, but I did have to turn my head away because it was a little twisted. There were the a couple parts in here that I just I could not get around. First off, the apartment tenant with the baby doll child. Was, I didn't get that. Was it felt like it was weirdness for weirdness sake? Like we we're putting this in there. A, it's body count, but. Why give her that character trait of I'm crazy and comforting my young doll child? Because I, I I think it was partially in there when she was trying to bring a human moment to art mm-hmm. when she was cradling him. I could. They brought that back around, like he said, when she was kind of mothering right. Art the Clown, too. And, and I, that back. I get that, but it didn't help her. Yeah. It yeah. didn't help the story at all. No. It was just kind of a waste of time. And yeah. then she, he, need, he needed someone to be able to cut her breasts off and wear them later. Exactly. It was That's, body count. It was body count. Yeah, I, so, think the only, I think the reason they maybe made her crazy is why else would she be in there? It's an abandoned right. building. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. who else would be in there and, except some junkie or a lunatic? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That would make sense. Okay, I can, I can, I can move forward with that. Some technical aspects that really bothered me were the the lighting felt ungodly unnatural, absolutely unnatural. I just I could not get around that. It just felt super fake. Every time she was in a dark corner, there was just this bright light right on her face. It's like, no, that just didn't work for me. The soundtrack was also really didn't help the story at all or didn't help the movie at all. So that was really about all that I had. There were a couple really cool shots. The uh, the scene where he's wearing the ladies chestal region and doing the whole <laughs> Buffalo Bill scene. There's a, there's a section in there where I think the, I'm trying to remember if it was her sister that came in or yeah. if it was the bug term exterminator guy where he kind of slinks off into the shadows around the corner. It was a nice Nosferatu nod. I mm-hmm. uh, really liked that. And then the ending, um, not where he comes back to life, but the ending where they reveal uh, the sister's face. And it turns out that she was, the uh, the chick from the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, l- I actually thought that was a really nice little twist there. So that's all I had. I kind of got a trick or treat <clears throat> kind of vibe from this, oh, especially the yeah. the jack o' lantern mm-hmm. head. They did that in that movie too. But Absolutely, yeah. As I said, since I didn't take this seriously, I kind of <clears throat> thought of that about Halloween t- or I'm sorry, trick or trick treat, or treat <laughs> as well. That it's just kind of they were just kind of having fun with it, right? I can I can definitely see that now. Yeah, definitely watch it, not taking it seriously helps it really felt like they were finding excuses to bring more characters into that building right mm-hmm. just so they could kill them mm-hmm. i mean the the uh the bug exterminator guy calling his friend just before he dies mm-hmm. so he shows up and he's body count the girl that calls her sister to come rescue her so uh mm-hmm. she shows up and then she's body count and it felt like they're looking for more and more reasons like who can we call mm-hmm. to bring to this yeah. place so we can kill them and raise that body count. Right. I also think that I, I hate they do this. Um, they call it the 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 final girl kind of um, fast one, uh, where you think that one girl is the final girl, and then that girl 
dies. Mm-hmm. And then the face, halfway yeah. through the movie, the final girl changes. Yeah. Um, and it's somebody else. I hate when they do that. Sure. It's like you follow this one girl for 45 minutes of a 90 minute movie. Just stick, stick with, with that girl. Well, and, and they even toyed with you even further because she gets shot in the face once, but she's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he leaves and goes get more bullets and he, he comes back yeah, and exactly. finishes it. <laughs> You're saying that, you know, when I when I saw the uh, All Hallows Eve, I realized then why they made this movie. Because he did deserve a movie of his mm-hmm. own. He yeah. really stuck out in mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. And in the portrayal by this this other actor, I really enjoyed the fun that he was having with the character. And I don't know how much of it was him or the director or what, but he had the opportunity, you know, like when he stopped and took the selfie with him and the chick that he split in two. And then, uh, God, there was another part where the, the pseudo final girl was able to run away and he just stops, looks at her and flips her off as she's running away. And then also when he's on the bicycle mm-hmm. going around, it's just, they seem to have a lot more fun with this character in this mm-hmm. one. Whereas in all Hallows Eve, he was just, I mean, it's super creepy. But yeah, in yeah. this one, they, they just added layers to it. Yeah. And you were talking about body count. Art ended up killing eight people, and then the other person won at the beginning. Oh, no, Hollow's Eve? No, in, in Terrifier. Art killed eight people, and then the woman killed one. So there's nine deaths altogether. Okay. Fun fact, there's actually a medieval torture device that was kind of like that split where they would put people naked on a saw... Mm-hmm. And tie their feet, like weighed their feet down, so it would just like cleave them in half. Oh, I'm so glad I did not live in back medieval in the times day where right? that shit just where was, that was okay. Yeah, where that was okay. <laughs> what runs through your head when you're about to get cut in half? Oh, yeah, <laughs> horrible. So. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to do grades, Patrick? Um, or scores? Or well, the only we the only it? other thing I wanted to add is: Do you think he deserves an origin story? No. No. no, no, absolutely just, not. Just leave this as is. Yeah. Leave it be. Yeah. yeah, I think just having him be just a creepy mm-hmm. guy is, I think, even better than having some weird origin story. I just like him being a creep. You're going to run into the same thing that happened with American Horror Story Freak Show, where they gave Twisty the Clown an origin, an origin story, story, and it killed his character mm-hmm. completely. How about a prequel? Or a sequel, excuse me. I, th- I mean, I think they can they can make another Terrifier movie. I don't see a point. Right. I don't yeah. see a reason. I mean, they left it open for them to do it, but I don't see. They did what they needed to be, do. I yeah. Think. Beyond bringing them back just to show up in another town to kill more people, more people in creative ways, which could be a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, there's no reason. They're not telling it you right. or giving you anything. No. Yeah. I'd be okay if they made a movie with him in it, but not being the main focus. So That'd not cool, like a yeah. sequel, but like just he showed up somewhere in another movie, kind of like in All Hallows Eve, where he's not the focal yeah. point. Mm-hmm. But if he was just like in another movie, I think that would be really fun. A nice Does, little cameo yeah. appearance. Yeah. Does sure. anybody want to see a, a Terrifier versus Pennywise movie? Yes. <laughs> no. Pennywise, okay. Pennywise would win. But would he? I don't know. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and grade this thing. Uh, we do three scores. Scary factor, gore factor, and then our overall rating. Let's start with the scary factor. Josh. A one. Maddie. Um, I think just based on the character alone, I'd give it a four. He's creepy and rapey and perfect. Greg. I think based on uh, Maddie's same thing, I'll give it a four, maybe okay. a five even. Yeah, scare factor is pretty low because for me, <clears throat> slashers are really low anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd probably give it a three. I mean, at any point in this movie, was, it, was anybody scared? 
not necessarily scared. I mean, there was there yeah. was points where it was like I feel like something's going to jump out here, and then yeah. just kind of slowly trudges out into the car okay. garage. And area. I'm kind of going off the first time that I saw it because <clears> I thought there was potential for more jump okay. scares, jump scares. Yeah. And okay, stuff like that. I, I feel like there's like some creepy dude out there that kind of acts like this, not like to the serial killer mm-hmm. point, but like that's kind of where. Mm-hmm. my creep yeah. factor came from is I'm like this motherfucker's in Walmart somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's give it a gore factor. Going around the table again. Yeah, uh, six, six, seven. Right. Alright, Maddie. Um, I'd give it a five just because of the creativity of the gore. Yeah, I, I mean, mean there's, one, it's yeah, not excess. That but... one kill alone, that one kill alone, the, uh, the magic trick um, <laughs> was, uh, I think, worth a six by itself. Yeah. That's just nasty. That's fine. Seven. I give it a seven. I would give it a seven as well. I mean, there was a lot at the beginning mm-hmm. to begin with, with the the the, the other <clears throat> restaurant guy. Oh, Cause taking he, the knife several times to the face, and, and then hands chopped off and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was it. Was a little high at the beginning, and then you throw onto it the yes, the magic trick <laughs> on top of that. Uh, let's give it an overall rating then. I love Terrifier. I would recommend I recommend Terrifier to anybody, especially now that it's free on Netflix. And I'd give it a seven. I'd give it an eight. I had a ton of fun with this. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies that I've seen recently. So, yeah. Uh, before coming into this, I was going to give it a three. However, I'm going to bump it up to a five because you have to go in with knowing that mm-hmm. it's just for fun. Yeah. If I were to rate this from when I originally saw it, I would have given it probably the same thing, a three. But I had a lot of fun with it this time and would probably give it a seven. So, yeah, I think it sounds like except for Greg, everybody would recommend this to someone. Yeah, I recommend. I mean, if you're looking for something stupid and gory and gross, go Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. But I'm you know, if you're not don't go in watching it, expecting a uh, a really crushing, amazing story. (laughs) Well, would you uh, what is this? Would this end up on your rewatch list, Greg? Would you watch this movie? I'd probably again? give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go absolutely. in laughing and drunk. That's how I start watching all horror movies. Sold. <laughs> That's how I and most sold. anything. <laughs> all right, so that pretty much uh, wraps it up here. We got some plugs probably to go out before we end the cast. Uh, let's start with Josh. Yeah, uh, hey, if you're looking for a damn good time, uh, we are about three weeks away from the Prairie Lights Film mm-hmm. Festival. It's uh, coming to Grand Island at the uh, Grand Theater, October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Um, we'll be there. Uh, the Midnight Fright guys and the Fright Cast will be there. We got two. Maddie won't be there. I lied. I was lying to everybody. But there's uh, two uh, movies that uh, two of the three of us or four of us shot that are just going to be playing there. It's a good time. It's mm-hmm. going to be a really good weekend. It always is. Uh, tons of networking opportunities and after parties and reasons to drink and have fun and general so, BSing. Yeah. So it's, it's, I said, I go every year. I, uh, I love it every time. So that's going on. That's my plug. I'm sticking to it. Cool. Maddie, you got anything? I'll give a yell at Screenbox again, especially because we have Halloween coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, go get your free trial, guys. It's never too early to start watching horror movies. So that's what I say. Screenbox, go for it. I think it'd be a cool thing also to do an open invite. Sorry, Patrick. Oh. Open invite to anybody listening to join in 
on our 31 uh, day of horror films October challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can go onto the Midnight Frightcast page. Let us know what you're watching. All you gotta do is post like a picture of what you watched with a little synopsis and what you thought of the movie. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a cool open we'll, challenge yeah, for everybody. We'll also. throw up an example. That's one thing that I wanted to try and do last year was to get more people involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to mm-hmm. see we should what probably, everybody else is Instead watching. of a private group, we should probably go ahead and post mm-hmm. that up on the Frightcast anyway. Absolutely. And just, you know, Keep See people if we up to date people with going. what we're seeing. You bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting. I've got some new stuff I'm going to break out this year. Yeah, And Patrick, you guys already saw my list. I know. I have like a handful of things that landed <clears throat> on both lists. So I yeah. threw out that question. Are we uh, repeating or uh, uh, there's no reason we say there's, there's no reason we can't double up. There's cool. there's 31 days. There's going to be I mean, there's a lot of horror movies, but we've run into the repeats before. Just yeah. watch the list that you want to watch because why not? Yeah. yeah. So I'm up. You're up. Hey. I'm Greg, the movie guy, and I'm the best movie reviewer that you've never heard of. I write movie reviews over at GregTheMovieGuy.com with a positive spin. I've been kind of absent recently, and I apologize. Life is here and busy, and things happen. I apologize. I've got a couple reviews that I'm ready to post up. I just got to write them. Uh, we've got one coming up for the movie that I saw yesterday was The Predator. And I have another movie. It's an older movie. I'm actually commenting and reviewing The Princess Bride. Watch that for the first time in a long time. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great movie. So jump on over there. Like it. Read it. Share it. Let me know what you think. That is GregTheMovieGuy.com. Help us out. Head on over and uh, make sure that you subscribed to the podcast, that you rate and you review us. Help us get up in those uh, higher levels so even more people can hear what we have to say. You can also find us at Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iTunes, and many, many more. So send us some love. We're on Twitter at MFrightCast. You can follow us on Facebook. We also have a private group, not a private group, just a regular group that you can join in the conversation as well. If you join that group, you can also check out our website at midnightfrightfilms.com and see our films on YouTube. And I think that's all we've got for this podcast. Can we give a shout out to those people who submitted questions for our topic today? So I want to give a shout out to Matthew Gale, actually my cousin, who submitted the the Frankenstein question that you had answered. Thank you, Matthew. Yes. And uh, Bill Macbeth was another one who submitted a question. We didn't read his this time, but that doesn't mean we won't catch it next time that we do this, because I feel like this should be a reoccurring topic. Mm-hmm. I really like doing this one. This yeah, is a lot I, of fun. Yeah, I really like fun. to answer more questions, you know, especially from our listeners. Absolutely. Our so fans, everything else. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Bill. Yeah. So on behalf of Joshua and Maddie and Greg, this is Patrick wishing you a hauntingly great time. We'll catch you next time. Hauntingly great time.